Well, good morning, uh, everyone. And uh, before we get started, we just got a message from somebody that's asking uh, us to pray for boldness. And um, I hope that we all get in that practice. Paul prayed for, uh, asked for prayer, uh, prayed for it himself. We have the the apostles coming out from being beaten and praying that they would continue in that boldness. And so um, it is a good thing for us to pray that we would be strengthened, that we would be um, equipped, and that we would be made bold. So let's do that before we get started. And then we're going to dig into Luke 11 again today. So welcome. Um, I'm glad that you're here to join Pastor Russell Fox and myself, Gavin Pratt, as we uh, open up God's Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, apart from you, we can do nothing. Apart from you, we can do no good work. And so I do pray, God, that, that we realize this morning our dependency on you, our dependency on you for boldness, our dependency on you for dunamis, for power from on high, uh, we are so absolutely dependent on you that men that had walked with you for three years, uh, the disciples of Christ Jesus, uh, God, they were told to go and to wait that they would be filled with, with him, with the Holy Spirit and his power. And so uh, we much more need you to be with us this morning as we open up your word. We need to be with uh, you to be with us this day as we go out and interact with a world that needs to hear that glorious gospel. Uh, we need to, you to be with us today as we interact with family and friends and, and those around us that we would uh, glorify your holy name. God, you are good and you do good. Teach us your statutes. And all this we ask in Jesus' precious and powerful name. Amen. Amen. Hey, before we start, I just want to mention... You know, these, these brief podcasts are just too brief to get into all of the, the nooks and crannies. We might not cover every jot and tittle of everything we say. Uh, we'll spend more time in some areas than others, but, you know, feel free to join us on this journey uh, and, you know, contact one of us. If you know us, contact us. Uh, if you want to be part of this, let us know. We can bring you in and we can talk more about something, but uh, just know we're, we're just kind of going through this and, uh, you know, praying that God would use us to, uh, to grow us all into a further knowledge of, of the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. Uh, well, Russ, I, I think maybe this is a good time to say this, that this is, the, this is a, a labor of love that flowed from a member saying he just wanted to wake up in the morning and to be encouraged by his pastor reading through the, the, the Bible and, and speaking just a few words on it. So, so that's, that, that's why we're doing this. And, um, and we know that we can't dig deeply here, but we, we want you to feel like we're inviting you into our study. We're opening up God's word. We're reading uh, that, that glorious word that is uh, profitable uh, for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So, so I, we want you to feel like you are just joining us as we open up God's word and, uh, and briefly study it. We will leave plenty of meat on the bones. And then lastly, I think it's important, we are not soliciting anybody to come to our churches. You know, we'd love to see you, but that's not the point of this. But if you do have questions, uh, Brother Fox is with Southgate uh, in Thomasville, and I'm with North Lexington in Lexington, North Carolina. So if there's anything that we ever could do to help you uh, grow in your knowledge of God, love for him, uh, and your desire to walk with him, uh, reach out to us, please. Excellent, excellent. Uh, you want to read this passage of scripture? Uh, 
Uh, well, let's just, um, I think it'd be best just to take it one verse at a time and we'll get through what we can. All right. So last, uh, uh, last episode, we read Luke eleven two, and he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. And uh, Russ and I both mentioned that that is an imperative. That's a gentle petition request and uh, um, for God to make his name glorious, holy, uh, known throughout the world. Um, and your kingdom come is a request again. Um, so, so this is not just acknowledging that God is holy, but it's requesting that he make himself known uh, and, and that his uh, holiness would be known throughout the world. And then his kingdom come, that it would be very much like uh, here on earth what it is like in heaven. The celebration of God by the angels in heaven would be uh, done here on earth. Um, and so, and we'll just start then with 11.3. Give us each day our daily bread. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's just so good. I mean, we, we've got to learn to trust in the provision of God. You know, God is the provider. He provides for all of our needs. That doesn't mean we won't be hungry at times. It doesn't mean that, that we'll be poor. Uh, you know, but but he provides what we need, and and I actually uh, wrote that you know in Matthew uh, six twenty five through thirty three, G- Jesus teaches uh, the Father's provision of all on our, our needs. In chapter ten, we learn that he is aware of every hair on our head. In Psalm one thirty nine, we read he is intimately mindful with everything about us, and we are called to trust in his provision. Right, um, and and so. You know, there's a lot of debate uh, out there as to what we need um, and how God supplies that. And I think everybody here, I hope everybody listening agrees that God will supply every single, every single need that you have. But I do want to read a a chapter that may caution us against saying that need is uh, money or even even food. So you have uh, 2 Corinthians 8, 2. Um, in these churches in Macedonia, giving to Paul in 2 Corinthians 8, 2, it says, For in a severe test of affliction, their uh, abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. So he's saying from extreme poverty, they're giving more than they really can. And that is not just poverty. That's extreme poverty. And some people think that what we need is at least an adequate income. And I want to back up and say that may be true. But what I know you need is God. Mm. And every day he will give you what you need to for him, for your relationship with him, and for the ministry that he has called you to. It may not be what you want. It will be what you need every time. And again, I don't want that to, to you to assume that means I'll have plenty of money or adequate money. You may be like the Macedonians. You may be moved to extreme poverty, and yet you will have what you need, which is God. And, uh, and that's why I love when Paul says that God will supply all his needs, yet he prefaces that by, I've had plenty and I've had nothing. I've, I've been in hunger. I've, I've been in want, and yet I've, I've been overflowing in abundance. In all of those situations, God has given me exactly what I need. And so from that, I take that we will have what we need and what we need is God. And so every day we come out and we look out into the field of our lives for the, for the supplies of God, and they will be what we need for that day. 
And the next day we come out and, and we trust in God, we rely on God, we depend on God, and we'll have what we need. And the last part of that is Russ in his book does a really, really good job of, of, of just saying that prayer reminds us of our utter and absolute dependence on God. And that's why he gives you just your daily bread, lest your storehouses be full, Deuteronomy 8, and you forget them. Yeah, and I really like what you said because I think I think sometimes we fall into this trap of thinking that, you know, God must not be paying attention because I, I have nothing. Or, you know, uh, he, he must not be a, a, as good as you say, Pastor, because I'm suffering this hardship. God's goodness and his provision is not dependent on our circumstances. His, his eyes are on the sparrow. He, he is aware of every finite detail of everything about the creation that he created. There's nothing that escapes his knowledge. And he loves us. Right. So, so keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. And the very re the reason that we can be content and, and not scream out, God, have you forgotten me? So, so um, this is straight from the Bible. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. And, and let your reasonableness be known. The Lord is at hand. Is that's how we in Philippians 4 can rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoices because we know he's there. We know he is at hand. We know he that he's coming soon. He's at hand. He's supplying our needs. And therefore, we can rejoice always. And then we can, uh, you know, with prayer and supplication and much thanksgiving, we can make our requests be made known to God because we are called to pray for him. For I think we're to pray for him for in, in everything. Yeah. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with much thanksgiving. I think we're to pray for our needs, but also even for our wants, because he's a loving Heavenly Father that loves to lavish us with grace and goodness, uh, but he will supply what we need for the work that he has given to us. You know, it just struck me how timely this conversation is, because we have so many in our churches, and, and not in churches, that are living on a limited or fixed income and inflation is making them have to uh, have hard decisions between paying bills or buying groceries or gas. And it's easy sometimes to fall into the trap of questioning, God, are you really a provider? Or are you really a good God? And so I think this is an important conversation specifically for the time we find our first, for a time such as this. Uh, because God is, is always good. He's always providing. And ultimately our need we're talking about need. Ultimately, our need is reconciliation through the shed blood of Christ. Right. So, so our need is God, and He supplies us. But, but th there's an interesting uh, element of that that you uh, reminded me of, and that is as these times get more difficult, mm -hmm. and maybe somebody's listening right now today. Um, I think the church needs to be aware that the times are, are difficult. And we are commanded to bear one another's burdens. And, and Jesus reminds us that, you know, who has not, you know, left his mother and father and, you know, given up everything. And he won't have those things in this life and in the life to come. Well, who has a hundred mothers, a hundredfold in this life? Who has a hundred mothers? Everybody that's joined a church with a hundred women in it, you know, that, that can care for them and minister to them. Who has a hundred fathers? Everybody that's in a church with a hundred men that'll open up their homes and, and help supply that next meal that you're missing. So, so again, if you're here today and you have a need, become a part of a local body that is commanded to bear your burdens. And, and, it, and we would consider it a joy. 
maybe not to give you everything you want, but we may be part of God's means to supply a physical need that you may have. Um, and, and I think the church needs to step up in these times and be the hands and feet of a God who's called us to love uh, one another. And do not tell your neighbor to come again tomorrow when it is in your power to do it today. That's right. God, uh, the, the church is God's ordained institution of accomplishing his plans and purposes on earth. So let the church be the church and bless you if you have need. Amen. Well, un unbelievably, we made it through a, a half a verse or maybe a full verse. Um, but that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, thank you for joining us. And as we open up the Bible and look at it together, uh, prayerfully, we'll see you tomorrow.